Hello, and welcome back to The Haunting Podcast. I'm your host, Tegan. And I'm Jordan. This is our second episode, This actually. is our second episode. We're going to do a little bit of a, of a difference, because my host, Tegan, wants to talk about her own personal experiences. I have a lot of them. She has a lot. But next week, we'll be back with uh, more historical places and the hauntings that go on there. So, I wanted to talk today about um, when I lived in this house in a town about 20 minutes away from where my childhood home is. My house burnt down when I was in like sixth grade and we had to move to an insurance house in uh, like, I don't know, like 20 minutes away from my hometown. Mm -hmm. And this was literally the creepiest house that I've ever lived in. Right. Where is this place? It is up in St. Charles. St. Charles, Illinois? St. Charles, Illinois. Okay. So, and it was, I want to say two, maybe three blocks away from this extremely old uh, cemetery. Like it has World War One veterans in it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, those were my favorite. They don't, World War One doesn't get as much love as the second. Uh, sorry. It doesn't get as much love as the second one. I mean, should you really love a war? No, but you can like the appreciate the, the you history can appreciate of it. the history of it thank you yes and that's exactly what i do it is but there's also this like it's really interesting because there's you know this like world war one uh, um kind of uh grave and then there's a little path off like it, it's surrounded by woods and you just see like a little it almost looks like a deer path mm-hmm. and if you walk down there there's another grave right about i don't even know like 500 feet in right and it's just like, what is this? Mm-hmm. It's creepy. It I doesn't mean, feel right. I, I wouldn't want to be around it, but that's just me. It's like owning a house in front of a graveyard. I am good. Yeah, I, I really, it was a very uncomfortable experience. You just felt uncomfortable while you were in there. I imagine. It, it's totally like, oh, after like something tragic happens to your first house, of course you're going to get the creepy house next. That's how, that's how all these movies start. It really, it, it really is. So that was just like a couple blocks away from this very uncomfortable house. So, and you could feel it like the day we moved in. So, you know, we, we're moving in and we're doing our thing and you just felt creepy the whole time. Like there was just a very oppressing energy in this house. And it was actually just like, I want to say a week or two into it, my mother had an experience um and she was putting away she was in the kitchen she had just gotten home she was doing something she was putting something away doing dishes something like that and she hears whispering somewhere in the house nope (laughs) nope (laughs) but the whispering starts to turn into a growl no. Like it just, I, I, I guess it just got louder and started to just like morph into a growl. And she was just frozen there the whole time. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I would be too. Right. That's actually, no, you would look at me and then you notice the door is wide open because I already left. <laughs> You'd be gone. You'd leave me behind. I would go to Motel 6 if I had to. I mean, I can't say I blame you. I cannot believe we had to live in this house for as long as we did i don't actually remember how long it was but i do remember my grandma telling my grandpa to hurry up because he was the one rebuilding our house Mm -hmm. and she's just like you need to get this done (laughs) so that was like the first it was like the intro to the house right so 
the, I think like the, the next thing that I remember happening, like I remember little things like there were little things like you could just feel it was it was always a very oppressive energy. There was uh, two rooms, three rooms. There was my brother's room, my sister and my room, and then my parents room. And my older brother and my older sister ended up actually leaving. So me and my younger brother would sleep. They got the fuck out of there. Yeah, they really did. They were like, nope. Uh, so me and my brother ended up sleeping in the same room because he was petrified of his bedroom. I was a little bit afraid in our room because I would sleep by a window and you would just, it would always feel like someone was standing in some part of the yard looking up into that window. Gross. Yeah, it was it was never really a fun time for me. But my brother's room, my brother's room was the real, like, it, it had the most oppressing energy, but it also had something was there. Like, literally, you could hear someone banging, like a little girl banging and screaming, like, help me, from the closet. Mm. It was not pleasant no i can't imagine someone would you know rent the house as that as a feature yeah you know i i just can't imagine that's a selling point no i mean if the I little was girl the, in the closet yeah. bangs on the doors just don't listen to that <laughs> yeah just don't listen if to she that screams box. help me don't open the door it adds a sense of comfort to this house <laughs> that it's, house was, it's nice being wanted that house was anything but comforting i remember that closet specifically because one time I was playing hide and seek with a friend that had come to visit and I hid in that closet and she found me rocking back and forth in the fetal position crying. That is how she found me. I uh, don't really remember. How what old were you when this was happening? I was so I was in uh, sixth grade. Oh, so you're a, you're a tiny. I was little. Yeah, I was still little. I was like, what? Eight. Nine, maybe? Sixth grade? I think that's like 10, 11. 10, 11. Yeah, okay. So I was a year off, but like I was about 10 or 11 years old. Because um, the fire happened on my birthday in sixth grade. Right. That's why I remember that. So we, I don't, like I said, I don't remember what happened. Mm. I do not remember what happened, but we stopped playing. Mm. We're like, that's it. We're good. <laughs> no more hide and seek for us. Yeah. That friend also never came back to the house. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Now that I'm thinking about it, you were born on April 14th, right? Yes. Yeah, the same day Lincoln was assassinated. You know, you brought this up. And the same up. day the Titanic hit the iceberg. You have brought this up before about how very unlucky things happen on my birthday. It's, uh, it's an unlucky combination, apparently. <laughs> I mean, nothing's happened for a while. It's I've cursed myself now, but mm -hmm. it's fine. I mean, it's no wonder you're part of the paranormal community, I guess. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Ookie spooky. Ookie spooky. Um, so, no, the yes, we, we ended our game. That was it. She never came back. And that that was kind of, that that's kind of the closet for you. We don't go in the closet. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. Then there was the basement was where, like, shit hit the fan mm -hmm. it was so bad oh, the basement the, what a shocking revelation i it was really like just this this house could be made into like the next big movie oh, this yeah. stuff that has happened it's in like this house. A, a new conjuring you just it bring the really, warrens they, 
They'll come and be like, they called us here. Listen, it really could be. <laughs> this house was intense. Um, what, there was the... There was also this like really weird bug problem. You know those little like pincer bugs, the big pincer. Oh, I hate like, those oh, things. God, they're terrible. Earwigs. Yeah. Uh, they infested that house. I woke up more than once with one of them climbing up my bed sheets. <laughs> it was not okay. It's one of those things where you take a flamethrower to the bed. Mm-hmm. And those are just the mild things. These are just the most mild things that happen in the house. Right. There was one night, my brother was really scared. He was sleeping in the room with me. He's my youngest. He's the youngest in our family. So he was sleeping in the room with me. And uh, he was in one bed. I was in the other. And we were only about a year and a half apart. And I gave him a CD player with headphones. Remember when we had to use headphones and CD players? Ancient history. Ancient history. Back in the age of barbarians. <laughs> and he was listening to whatever was on this CD. And all of a sudden, you heard a whip go through the air and crack. And at the same time at that crack, my brother screams. Like, just screams. And he's like, you know, flails out of bed. And I'm like, you know, I sit straight up. Was it lightning? No, no, there was no lightning. There wasn't a storm. It was a very calm night, actually. Mm-hmm. But so he, he, he flips up out of the bed. I sit up out of the bed. He's screaming. And I'm just like, what? Oh, my. Like, what? What happened? And he's going, my leg, my leg. And at that point, my parents are in the room. And we're looking at his leg. A big old long welt swelling up on his leg it's all red around it like motel sex yeah it it looked like he had been whipped motel sex the next day it was all bruised up like it was i mean it was bad it was a bad one yeah this is starting to sound like haunting on hill house here it was you know and it was interesting because like as our time there um started to come to an end things started to get more intense. Right. Well, they didn't want you to go. They really didn't. They wanted to keep you there. And it was just, it was such an, I cannot even express to you how uncomfortable and how oppressing this house was. It was so bad. You would go to sleep feeling like someone was watching you from the window. You would. It's usually just my cat. (laughs) The cat's always watching. They're always. always watching. So you you would go to bed feeling like someone was watching you. You would wake up in the middle of the night to feeling like something was in the corner of the room or specifically in the closet. Mm-hmm. It always felt like something was in the closet. You There was a bathroom that nobody used upstairs because every time you would shower or do anything, you'd be going to the bathroom, you'd be showering, you'd be trying to uh, dye your hair, and the the entire time getting ready, they were just, you would feel like someone was just staring at you, which is the <laughs> That's most- my worst nightmare. It, you know when you have is. to like rinse your hair and you have to close your eyes? Yeah, It's like I'm always expecting something to be standing there. <laughs> I 
expect like someone like I'm always feeling like someone's gonna grab my hair yeah. or like you know put a hand across my body like I don't like need that <laughs> yes that's exactly what I think of is the grudge but it so it was just bad like it, we didn't even use that that bathroom didn't exist after like two uses I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't stick around in there either then again I would have been at Motel 6 at this point I mean, I wouldn't have blamed you. There was a reason my siblings left. Oh, yeah. They they were lucky. They were the lucky ones. We were forced to stay because we were still so young. Like, my brother went to go stay with a girlfriend. My sister went to go stay with grandma. And they're like, you two are stuck. Oh, my God. I would have nightmares about that. I'd be like, my family, they're being tortured. <laughs> it was... I don't know, though... No, I know that some of these experiences, one experience happened with my sister, but I don't know like what their individual experiences are actually. I've never talked to them. Like I never asked them. I know if they did experience anything, it wasn't going to be a lot because they left shortly after moving in. Well, I remember your older brother vouching for everything you said. Yeah, he did say that that house in was a very just serious up. and deadpan tone. He was not messing around. We do not mess with the paranormal in this family. We have had too many of experience, too many experiences. We have gone through too much. Nobody in this family messes with the we like with with Ouija boards with the paranormal. You, we see something in the of the paranormal and we're like, look, we just need you to go that way now. Look, what about like the Ouija board socks I wanted to get you? I will not have anything Ouija board in the house. You almost Absolutely. touched one. I know. Do you remember the look of shock on my face when I realized what I was yeah, doing? Yeah, that was pretty funny. I remember one time I did a photo shoot where there was a Ouija board involved, and I was like, "Me, I'm like, it's Milton Bradley. I mean, like, (laughs) they make Monopoly. I, I don't care. You do not know what you are opening up when you play with a Ouija board. You know, you might. You don't know what or who you are talking to." You don't know what or who is going to do things to you. You know, you, you might really have a point because gone. every time I open Monopoly, my money gone. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. Why do I even try with you sometimes? Because I enjoy it. Uh huh. But there are two more experiences that I've had in this house before we moved out. Okay. That, or I'm so traumatized by these two events that events that I have blocked everything else out from that house okay but these are the last two things that i remember from this house let's get to it okay there was one day so i told you about the basement the basement was the place where like stuff right the cliche spot yeah the cliche spot so you would go down in this basement big wide open area and then it had a arch that led into another area that was a big wide open area Mm -hmm. and in the first room to your left was a cellar door that you would open and you would go in and it was like it was a, it was a normal storage unit mm-hmm. you would put canned goods or whatever you know we would put like our paper towels and stuff like that all down there to wait until we needed them so i was helping my mom unload the groceries and i went in there to put something away 
and the door slams shut on me. There's a lock on the outside of it. Oh, of course there is. That's of how, that's how it happened. Is. And it's like a hook and eye lock. No, I'm sorry, not a hook and eye lock. Um, the one where you have to like lift it up, push it to the side, push it back down. Mm-hmm. And it had one of those locks on it. So it wasn't just like easy. Like, oh, you know, it must have just like vibrated and the hook went into the yeah, eye. Yeah, it just vibrated itself and then Yeah, fell. exactly. Like, you, you couldn't, you couldn't like just like logically put like, oh, this door slammed and the lock like fell, you know, like the hook and eye like lock. It wasn't like one of those. Right. It was the more complicated one. Right. So I'm already freaking out. I, I am too. already freaking out. I, I have this like spike of anxiety. I'm banging on the doors for my mom to let me out. And the lights go out. Of course. And the lights go back on. And the lights go out. And there's a little girl, transparent, just at the end of this thing. And then the lights go out. I'm sorry. And then the lights go on. And then the lights go off. And there she is again, but a little closer. So I think you're catching my drift here. I, it was, I would, I, I hated it. I, I was, I was screaming at the top of my lungs. I was freaking out. I was crying. I was like full blown having this. And this just, there's this girl just kind of creeping closer to me. And when she was about halfway across the cellar, my mom opens up the door and I just like, I bust out. I am screaming. I am freaking out. My mom is just like, what the hell is happening? And it, you know, just, it, it was just that, like that, there was nothing in, you know, she checked, there was nothing in there. You know, there was no more little ghost girls just like, hey, I'm here. Right. Let me scare the shit out of you. Yeah. Well, when witness comes, they usually disappear. I'm telling you, they just want to make you feel like you're crazy sometimes. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's probably part of the haunting. Right? Right. I mean, to be fair, if I was a ghost, I'd probably get bored after a while. I mean, if I was a ghost, I'd only pop up the most awkward moments, like, you know, when you're on the toilet or something. (laughs) When you're not, when you're on the toilet. (laughs) Yeah, because what are you going to do? Run away? You're going to trip. Probably. You're gonna be the you're gonna be the the ghost that's standing in front of the person who is showering. <laughs> it probably would. Well, you know, face your own fears, right? <laughs> More like cause your own fears. Maybe. So that was probably that was the second scariest thing that had happened to me in that house. That wasn't even the scariest thing that happened to me in this house. And what was the scariest? So you know, as you know, in St. Charles, Illinois, and all around here, we have a lot of tornadoes. Right. Unfortunately. And there was one night where the tornado sirens were going off. The sky was green. Uh, there was thunder. There was lightning. There was rain. You know, it was very typical summertime storm for around the area, especially for the time. And uh the sirens start to go off. Mm-hmm. So we go downstairs and my father's upstairs doing God knows probably the Midwesterner thing and standing outside looking up at the you thing. You guys going, do oh, like to yeah. do that. It's fun. That's you, I mean, I, that's how you spot a funnel cloud. Yeah. See, I don't want to see one. But they're beautiful. Yeah. But what if they just come down and you're just like, whoop. Do you? Oop. Rem- I- <laughs> 
I'm just saying they're beautiful things to see. I would not mind going back in time to see the funnel cloud over our house. Do I want it to land on our house? Absolutely not. But it was just a very interesting thing to see. You know what? You have fun with that. I shall. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do that after I spend the night in the attic with the little ghost boy and all the blood. Yeah. Okay. I have fun with that. So <laughs> typical. It, it really was like, for, especially for the time. We had a lot of storms like this for the time. We had a lot of loud, windy storms. So we go downstairs. It's me. My older sister was actually with us. At, I don't know what she was doing in the house that day, but she was there. Uh, my younger brother and then our animals, our cat and our rabbit at the time. No, I know. They were so cute. And we're all like huddled into that second room that I was talking about. You know, we got to the farthest back room and, you know, the, all that stuff. And we're sitting there huddled together, you know, in the room as, as we do. And the lights go out and we're just listening to the storm and listening to the sirens and kind of freaking out because we're kids. So we're freaking out because we're kids. Just, we're just sitting there, right, for mm-hmm. a few minutes. And it, it's just it's very it's very dark. And uh, I'm looking up and I'm there's little windows in this room. So I was like looking out the window at the lightning, the wind, and just kind of trying to survey our situation as an 11-year-old. Of course. And all of a sudden, a flash of lightning comes in, and there's there's a person hanging from a noose. No. No. There's a human, like an adult male, hanging from a noose. With his eyes slightly drooped. You know, I'll take my chance very with a tornado at that point. And his jar, jaw, like, slight. Like, I, I remember it to this day. Like, his jaw, it was honest to God. Like, the scare, it was so, I start freaking out. I'm pointing up at it, telling my sister and my brother, like, oh, my God. Like, what is that? What is that? And my sister's like, what, what's, what's what? Oh, she can't see it. She didn't see it, but, you know, as soon as the lightning was gone, it was gone. Right. So I'm sitting there. Essentially, at this point, I'm, I'm pointing at, I mean, I was always pointing at nothing, I guess, if you don't believe in ghosts. But right. I was pointing at nothing because at this point it was gone. And I'm screaming like, did you see it? Did you see it? And I'm crying and I'm freaking out and, you know, all of that traumatic fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw it. Nobody saw it. So I think it was like a month later, two months later, something like that. We moved out. That is not soon enough. (laughs) That is not soon enough. The thing is, I don't really remember that time. I'm pretty sure that after the the hangman, I've just blocked the rest of that time. I mean, I I would too. And that's why sometimes I wonder if I ever had an experience, because as far as I know, I haven't. And I just blocked it out because I am good at blocking out things if I truly think about it it's you know everybody really is and i'm pretty sure i just needed to block the rest of that time out of my head i don't know why i didn't block the actual experience out of my head Mm -hmm. but maybe that was just the straw that broke the metaphorical camel's back i mean the aftermath of a hanging is always pretty gruesome especially the facial contortions yeah that's the part that kind of that's the part that like still lives with me to this day. Right. 
it, it's, it's not really it's hard to forget out. that kind of face and i've seen a lot of pictures like historically of like hangings and stuff and it's always a uh, absolutely horrifying absolutely terrifying especially as an 11 year old oh yeah as an 11 year old uh you know you can't really contextualize it mm-hmm. so it's uh it's pretty bad yeah it was it, like i said it was not a fun time for me but that was that was my time in that house there was never really there was never really uh a happy moment in that house mm-hmm. it, if there was it was drowned out by a lot of just negative oppressive well, you did energy. describe it as an oppressive uh kind of house an oppressive ambience around it an environment oh yeah so yeah i can't imagine that you would have too many happy memories because happiness is usually drowned out in those kind of uh atmospheres yeah and uh that's exactly what happened we wouldn't have you know normally you know you have conversations at dinner time and and do like just hey how was your day it would be completely silent like we would try but it would just be so overwhelmingly oppressive Mm -hmm. that you really didn't feel like you could say anything Mm -hmm. and it was just, yeah, it was just one of those things. And then, you know, it fed off the negative energy that was already going on, the stress from having a house burned down. And, you know, my parents' relationship was not okay. Right. So they they had all that negative energy going on. And it was just, it was all feeding into it. And it yeah, made it so and, much worse. Yeah, like the paranormal <laughs> feeds off negative energies and makes it stronger. It makes the happenings happen more and honestly i would not be surprised to find out that maybe that little girl and man were the same thing you know Mm -hmm. paranormally speaking not a human entity oh so uh john smith yeah john smith john smith from last episode good old john smith if you don't know who john smith is check out our first episode yeah so but yeah, exactly. It was a John Smith situation, I feel. Cause it, and the reason I think that is the growling that my mom heard mm-hmm. the first few like nights that we were there. Oh, my God. Like a good um, forewarning for what was about to occur. Exactly. It was like, hey, you're not welcomed. Now it's time to play. <laughs> and they played with you. Oh, they played with us. I'm sorry that happened. That's that's so terrible. It Can was... I ask you this, though? If this didn't happen, would you be as fascinated in the paranormal as you are today? Uh, yes, I think I would. And the the reason being that I've still had experiences prior and after that. Oh, yeah? Oh, I've had many experiences. And like my family's had a lot of experiences. My family is known for being a little bit more open and sensitive to like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we we've just we've always been and we've always had things kind of just attracted to us. Right. So, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, even just a few years ago, do you remember around Halloween time? I told you I woke up in the middle of the night and I went to go use the bathroom and on the way back to the bedroom, I saw a shadow figure standing in our living room and I looked at it and I said, I don't have time for this. And I went to bed. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I, I was like, no, I need to work in the morning. I'm going to bed. You did tell me this. And I just remember waking up and going like, uh, 
Oh, okay. Are you sure it wasn't the thing we have in the front window? It wasn't that. No, not the scarecrow. It was creature. not. Look, creature. We have had. We had had. We had Chester up for a couple of weeks at that point. Mm-hmm. I know what his shadow looks like. At that point, we had been putting him up for a couple of years every Halloween. This was not Chester. All right. I mean, I'll have to take your word for it because I didn't see it. Thankfully, I didn't see it because, you know, we're still living here. And uh, if I did, we probably wouldn't be. That is true. We'd be back in the very humid East Coast, probably. I'm telling you, if we when we start to look for another place to live, when we start to look for a house, when we go anywhere, I need to bring one of our animals because they can sense that type of stuff. Why don't we just get a priest to come bless the place? I mean, we can do that, too, but I'm going to sage on top of that. You can. You can. I'm going to take every precaution, but I'm also not moving into a house where the animals act weird. Our animals did act weird in that house. We tried to keep our cat, our older cat, Peyton, downstairs in the basement because of all the, like, he was older. He didn't always control his bladder and there was carpet in this house. Right. And after two days, we realized that we couldn't because he stayed, he wouldn't move from the top stair. Would not go down in the basement Poor at all. Guy. Yeah, he, he, they, we, we didn't even try after like two days. We're like, no, we can't do this to him. He knew. Always trust your animal's instincts. Always trust your animal's instincts. So, you know, when we start looking for any other places to live, we need to bring our cats. We will do that. Anyway, that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you guys so much. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Anything you'd like to say? Have a good night, guys. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. This has been The Haunting Podcast. You can check out our website at thehauntingpodcast.com for show notes and other extras. Thank you for listening and have a good night.
This has been The Haunting Podcast. You can check out our website at thehauntingpodcast.com for show notes and other extras. Thank you for listening and have a good night.